0: Hi, this is
2: Chase Masterson, founder of the Pop-
1: Okay, so that didn't Hi, work. This
2: is Chase Masterson, founder oh, of the is. Pop Culture Hero Coalition, and you're listening to Heroes 1 at 1 Radio.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome! This is Heroes One Hundred and One Radio, and I'm your host, Rock and Roll, also known as Roxanne Kai. That seems to be the name that's going around lately. Um, But uh, we are a radio show that likes to treat you. I'm (laughs) I'm sitting here mumbling because our usual intro from our our wonderful my wonderful co-host Specter. didn't happen today so we kind of got caught off guard the last second but you know what we can overcome adapt and improvise just like marines hoorah here so once again this is heroes 101 radio and it is brought to you by the initiative collective what the heck is the initiative well let me tell you the initiative is a grassroots movement of people who are you know what basically real life superheroes. We try to be. No, we don't have any powers, but what we try to do is help our communities one good deed at a time. So if you see people out there cleaning up parks, feeding the homeless, teaching free self-defense, picking up needles, just anything to better the community, to serve the community, that's probably us. We're in seven states and in the UK, and we're always looking for recruits. And with that, I believe that my co-host is now here, Specter, hey. my dear. Are you there?
3: Good evening. I am indeed here. How are you doing? Woohoo! Good. I made it. You know, you know I was literally racing for the phone to get here. I was uh, I was like a second too late, but uh, I'm glad I made it. <laughs> Good evening. Me
1: too. Me too because you've got those those dulcet tones that we love to hear more than my voice. And and I, I you know, I want to I, stop doing that fake accent. It I, it sucks big time. So. I don't
3: have an accent. You you people have accents.
1: That's true. You know, I could go to Europe and everybody would go, Oh, your voice is kind of sexy. No, it's just.
3: It doesn't work that valley. way.
1: Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and with us as all these bug on the oh, board. Yeah. On the okay, That's so it. I'll see you later, huh? I'll give you a call. Yeah, he's leaving <laughs> give us a already.
0: Cool <laughs> um
3: You know what, you were just explaining who we are and what we do, um, and then who you are. I must say, though, I just watched a video that I think explains it better than any other, which uh, was just released today, which I I guess we were going to kind of plug it later, but I can't resist, because it was frankly awesome. Um, So the AARP video that you've been talking about for a few weeks now um, that that was coming out that uh, – Showcase you and the and the work that the California Initiative do. Um, I I think is one of the best portrayals of the real life superhero movement and, and the kind of community outreach work that we do that I've ever seen.
1: Wow, your words humble me. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, you know I I owe that to a uh, um, God. Dear. She made it herself. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, you know, you know, I hope they're listening to because they said they would, and even if they don't get to hear it live, uh, we have archives, and there will be a test later, guys, Doug, Steve, and TJ, my favorite. Well, no, you're all my favorites. Um, <laughs> those are the guys from AARP who came out to uh, to film us. They found us. You know, I think they were googling. They have this whole thing. Let me back up a minute because there are people who have said who the heck are AARP? And usually it's younger people. So I'm going to take two seconds to talk about this because when I first got my AARP card in the mail, I went, no, hell no, I'm, I'm much too young for this. No, go away. And see, that's the stigma. It's that, you know, people are afraid of getting older. People are afraid to embrace, especially when you hit the big five. Oh, I know, I know. People think that, uh, you know, I'm younger than I am because I'm so mature, but really, if you look closely, there's so many wrinkles there and it's okay. I wouldn't have it any other way. That's kind of a lie. I wouldn't mind less wrinkles, but the truth is we, we have this fear of um, getting older and AARP, um, you know, look them up because I won't do them justice saying who they are. People think insurance. Yes insurance is is a small part of it but really they're an advocate for better living for people of all ages especially as you're getting older as you're aging they are advocates to have a better lifestyle um and they do all kinds of wonderful things and one of the things that they're doing right now is a fearless at 50 campaign and what they've done is they've found people who are kind of grabbing life by the reins um you know, all over. And these are people who, like me, are over 50. And uh, they've put out a bunch of really cool videos uh, explaining what these people are doing with their lives, with this other part of their lives. And this whole fearless thing, I love it because when I think of fearless at 50, honestly, my, my parents died at like 65, both of them. They died within five weeks of each other. And I haven't really had any great examples of people getting older in my life. So, you know, the people that I knew that are getting older, um, they're really frail. They've slowed down completely. Um, Or they just don't really go out and grab life like they should, like they could, rather. And and I know everyone's different, but there tends to be a slowing down. Um, And I don't know why we have to do that yeah, we're getting older, but that doesn't mean that we can't get try to get healthier. Uh, we've seen examples out there. They shouldn't be the exception. They should be the rule. So when I think of the fearless at 50, I don't think of it in a reckless sort of way. I think of it as we shouldn't fear getting older. And um, with that, they they found us. They asked if they could come follow us and do a story on us and what we do, which is you know, um, our homeless outreach, the thing the initiative does. The homeless outreach the needle pickup the things I explained at the beginning of the uh at the of the show you know that how we better our community and so far i i'm I'm pretty pleased at the response because uh I didn't know that there'd be that many people watching it. I think we're over five five hundred thousand views and that's it's only massive. been eight hours um so half a million views in in eight hours is is pretty cool we we want to share the message because. Spector's out there working his butt off for this group. Um, We've got people in Virginia, New York. Um, We have uh, a branch that's uh, opening back up in Los Angeles. We have um, Illinois, Tennessee, um, and we also have United Kingdom. So there's someone close by. And if there isn't and you're listening and you've seen the video and you want to help out, if there's no one near you, guess what? You could probably start up your own, you know, movement right there in your area. And we'd be happy to help you. Um, If you're near one of us, reach out to us. We're we're always recruiting. We want this to be big. We want people to be everywhere. Because people everywhere doing something, um, that creates this blanket of, of community service. So, Uh, If you haven't seen the video, just go to AARP's um, Facebook site and you'll see um, the big link up there. You can't miss it. It says superhumans or something like that. Unmasked?
0: Superhumans Unmasked. Yeah so you'll you'll see the people in the crazy masks probably in the in the video link
1: yeah so so thank you for letting me me talk about that it was a real cool experience um it was probably um three of the most exciting days of my life because these guys are crazy and i'm man gorilla filming i mean they're completely professional but they will do the most insane things to get the shot and i'm like wow this is fun. So their energy rubbed off on me and I was going, Oh, okay. If you're going to go to that extreme, so will I, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll make sure that we have something to show the people. And I am pretty happy with the way it came out. Right.
3: Pretty awesome. and you know what? I, I think as well, uh, you know, it, it, the, the energy of the filming comes through in, in the finished product as well. And it, it's, you know, to me, it was genuinely inspirational. And, you know, I must say as well, I, I I've been kind of, you know, every now and again, you go through these cycles of thinking, um, why do I do what I do in this form? You know, I, I, I can certainly understand wanting to help people, but this whole real life superhero movement can, uh, can be a little, um, <laughs> a little odd at times. And, uh, you know, why wouldn't I just go and just work at a, hel- a homeless shelter if I want to help homeless people or work in a soup kitchen or, um, you know, something consistent for a, a quote unquote normal organization. And, um, you know, it it takes something like this where you see the spectacle of of what we do in the real life superhero movement, and and the, the kind of fun and the energy that the costumes and the the the, the alternative personas um, throw out there that that can be really really inspiring to people, and and just so different that it's it's eye catching and, and noteworthy, and and I think the um, you know the, that to me kind of reinforces why we do what we do in in the way that we do it.
1: You're absolutely right because, and and you, you know, you guys have, uh, superheroes and honest, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, um, coming up where, you know, you, you make your own costumes. And that's, when we first got together with the initiative, there wasn't a big emphasis. Um, I mean the original initiative, New York initiative had, had some costumes that they, they wore just to hide their faces. Um, but when they were out there on the streets, they weren't wearing costumes. Now, you know, and it's been said before that you could work in a soup kitchen for 15 years. No one will notice. Put on a mask and suddenly people are like, hey, what are you doing? And and I think that's because since we're oversaturated with social media and, and things depressing, things that are scary and anxiety, you know, just causing. Um, I believe that every now and then there has to be a story where there's some kind of avenger. You know, uh, some kind of Batman or Superman, but in real life, and I don't mean with the superpowers, of course, um, but I mean someone who's actually stepping up and trying to do something heroic. Uh, Giving a sandwich to someone is not necessarily heroic, but if it gives that person one more day of not giving up on their fellow man, then hell yeah, I think it's heroic. You know, so uh, the costumes—they definitely have their place.
3: Yeah, yeah, and you know, what? we we don't wear them often in what we do. I know, I know, you don't often in in the uh, the San Francisco group either. But certainly here in New York, there there's a time and a place for it. And and uh, you know, we we've had whole episodes dedicated to masks or not masks, and and you know what we what we wear and what equipment we take. And it's probably we don't want to go off on a tangent, but um, I, I certainly think the um, there's a glamour in it which which definitely appeals to people that uh, um, you know it helps in terms of recruitment and volunteers in, in an in an industry where you know people can very easily get burned out if you know if they don't have some kind of motivation
1: right right thank you very much because <laughs> we all know how the burnout's been going lately but uh, it's it's nice to have people pay attention and go hey I want to do that, and they do. When you've got the mask or you know a costume on, they're thinking, "I, you know what? I want to do that. That's that's fun, you know." And, and come on, it harkens back to your childhood, you know, wanting to wear that towel, you know, tied around your neck, running oh, you around did that the as house. Well, right? <laughs> oh, dude, right? If you didn't, you didn't have a fun childhood. So it's like, <laughs> I think we all did that. I think you, were you know. Thinking I, all. I, I, oh,
3: okay. My my kids have been watching uh, MasterChef Junior recently where the, you know, eight and nine-year-olds are there cooking like three-course restaurant-quality meals. and Oh, my God.
0: About
3: how, uh, how inspiring they are. And I'm like, dude, when I was that age, I was running around the lounge with a towel wrapped around my neck just believing that I could fly if I just jumped off the couch fast, you know, fast enough and high enough. Right, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, by the way, I love that the the little kids in the in the MasterChef thing. So we'll talk about that. Oh, we should have another show about that because man, that stuff is intense. They make me feel like I have to step up my game. Um oh, and we've got someone in the in the guest room, Charity, who we love from the Legacy Initiative in Utah. Our brothers and sisters there and literally there are brothers and sisters there. Um and she, uh, we had a talk not too long, a couple weeks ago, and and she was talking about how, and, and I'm going to quote you here, uh, I'm going to paraphrase. <laughs> she was talking about, you know, the the fact that, you know, when they wear, because the Legacy Initiative is another huge organization in Utah that, that betters the community. They serve their community. They, they can serve like a thousand burritos in one day that they make themselves and pass out. Um, they've got, like, Hope Locker storage units for homeless and um, community gardens. Oh, my God, so many programs that this group has. Check them out. They're online. Uh, and and she was talking about how amazing it is when, like, a little sick kid will run up to you because you're dressed like an Avenger and be just blown away and, and so happy and comes up and hugs you and, and just the impact that that simple costume has on, uh, you know, the entertainment factor, the, the you know, just inspirational factor of a little kid going, oh, my God, my idol is here. You know, it's do it's I, so do important. I, do I smell a segue? A segue into what? What are we going to? Into what you did this weekend? What? No. No? No, no we're not there yet. We're going to follow. Oh, we're, we're actually trying to follow loosely. I'm trying loosely, to help. I know. Thank you. <laughs> we're loosely following our our uh, our. our Program this time our little agenda, right, Specter? We've got an agenda. Yeah. We're going to try to, even though <laughs> we've I, thrown it off. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the, the costumes ha- definitely have a place, and and um, some people choose to. But again, we always have to put this out there. If you're familiar with the real life superhero movement, um, then you know that a lot of them wear costumes out there. If you're not familiar, it's a whole group of people who who are doing what I just described, trying to better community or serve the community. Uh, Some wear costumes, some don't. But there's a a time and place for it, and people are figuring out what's the best time and place for them um, with the costumes. So we're not here to say this way is better or that way is better. We used to, but now we realize, eh, you know, do what you got to do. Everybody does what works for their group.
3: Yeah, you know, we we have been known to say, uh, (laughs) are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) Right, uh... (laughs) <laughs> when yep. some of the uh, maybe the, the the younger, more uh, ambitious members uh, who think that they could be Batman um, put themselves in harm's way, there are definitely uh, there are definitely some things that you can do, which are a little risky and uh, not not really worth it when uh, you know you put your life on the line for something uh, fairly trivial. So uh, you know, yeah. we try to advise the younger members where we can.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, if they yeah, especially especially if they're asking, we'll give you our opinion kids. <laughs> so Ask us. Yeah.
0: Ask us about grappling hooks. Yeah. <laughs> Ask us about smoke bombs and ninja
3: swords. Go ahead.
1: Go yeah, ahead. Exactly. Woo, that's a can of worms. You guys <laughs> don't
3: do that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know, I guess in terms of, of our groups and what we've been doing, what what have you guys been up to in uh, San Fran recently?
1: Ah uh, well, we hit since I think since the last time we had our our, uh, our last show, we hit um, our four-year total um, seven thousand needles. So we were pretty flippity-flippin' excited. Oh yeah! Um, all right, thanks, thanks, guys, right. We hit seven thousand. That means you. Sure, it was it? No, not at all. It only took us four years. Anyway, and again, we have to put a shout-out to Old School, the guy who started us on this. Uh, he got us involved and made us aware of all these nasty stories about kids getting pricked by finding needles in alleys and stuff. So um, he, he took us on our first needle walks, taught us about it, and we are willing to teach. I've seen a couple of people today talking about starting their own um, needle pickups, and I'm quite pleased to hear it. So if you need any help, uh, in our Initiative Collective YouTube page, which we have, we have so many videos, kids, and um, the proper way to pick up, you know, needles—the safe way—is is highlighted in a PSA reel in there. So we can put up a link to that. Um, we, let's see, we did that, and uh, just two days ago, we went to the the East Bay Comic Con and did a convention initiative patrol, um, which the convention initiative patrol was born right here on this radio station, I mean radio show, is, uh, is Spectre Goddess, the awesome Chase Masterson, who you heard at the at the beginning of the show, her, her little bumper to introduce us. She's from Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And you want to tell the audience a little bit about Chase?
3: Oh, man, she was, uh, so I, I bumped into Chase at a Comic-Con um, where she was promoting a, uh, um, a group called the the pop culture anti bullying coalition and and they were primarily at the time um publicizing work they were doing around um cosplay and and kind of safety at at conventions and um, the whole kind of cosplay is not consent message that, uh, you know, it's not okay to be, uh, overstepping personal bounds just because someone's wearing a costume. Um, so, you know, we started talking about that and she asked to come on, well, she offered to come on the show very kindly, um, along with some, some other people from the, uh, the coalition that she works for. Um, but it, it you know, it soon became apparent that the, the, their group does a ton of work around anti-bullying in, in schools, around just trying to end bullying in all its forms, um, They're allied with other groups like No Hate as well. They do a lot of work with that group. Um, And Chase herself does um, rehabilitation work in Los Angeles for the Crips and the Bloods um, in order to kind of help uh, convicted gang members see each other as human beings and and kind of rehabilitate back into society, which... You know, to me, that that's no mean feat in itself. And, and you know, the level of uh, risk and danger that she puts herself in to, to just help regular people is is very, very admirable. So, uh, um, re- you know, really inspiring person as, you know, as are many that we've had on this show.
1: Right. When you said, when she said that to us, when she said that on the show, you know, working with some Crips and some blood, I, I was like, wait, 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 hold up. Did I hear that right? You know, because I picture this tiny little actress you know, I don't know, like, you know, going to deal with gangbangers and stuff. And, and the things she does, it's it's amazing. It's just, I love it. Because like you said, these guys, you know, it might be like one of the first times in their lives where somebody is genuinely reaching out and going, hey, you know what? I see you as a human being, dude. And these guys are also human beings over here. So her work is phenomenal. Um, phenomenal. Phenom- yeah, thank you. Thank right. you for that Eminem reference. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, that's what we've been up to. We've been up to, um, you know, our weekly pickups. And um, I just, I just want to say that we do have a third Sunday event coming up. Um, Our third Sunday event is actually on Valentine's Day, the 14th. And it's important because that's the day we're uh, bringing out um, hundreds of burritos and um, our volunteers doing some baked treats. Because Valentine's Day, you know, you'd be surprised at how many of them, this is our second annual one and how many of our homeless brothers and sisters out there go, wow, thanks. No one, you know, I haven't gotten a Valentine's Day treat in years. And I'm thinking, what? Yeah, you know, so um, we're doing that February 14th in in Berkeley at People's Park and also in San Francisco at Civic Center. So if you want to join us, just, you know, contact us through the through the links in the station. Um, yeah, that's what we've been up to. So how about you? I know you guys got stuff coming up. I want to yeah, come to Superheroes Anonymous. Oh,
3: man, yeah, Superheroes Anonymous, um, a great group of people led by Kaiem um, Lazarus, who is uh, uh, also known as Life, who was in the, the HBO documentary, um, who, who's very active in, in the kind of homeless outreach movements around New York and Brooklyn and, and those areas. Um and, and and a bunch of other people Civitron and, and Dark Guardian will be involved so uh, we're building up to a big um, their, believe it or not their 10th anniversary event for Superheroes Anonymous um, on May 27th we're, we're looking to, to just have a whole bunch of activities that, that all effectively lead to, to to some kind of positive movement towards uh, homeless outreach in the area so it'll be you know making uh, burritos and PB&J sandwiches and, uh, and, and homeless packs that we'll be distributing and, and then all heading down to very uh missions and, and homeless shelters around the city to uh to give that stuff out so uh
1: you know it, it'll
3: be a fun day you know loads of things for kids to do as well we have face painting and mask making and all of that uh all of that good stuff but also you know doing something positive for the community as well um,
1: now that see i do want to come out for that <laughs> besides the snow will be melted by then i think i hope i, I hope so you right?
3: know what? we been lucky this year we had we had feet of snow in one day Um, but that was it for the whole winter you know and now it's getting warm again the ground up today but it's going to be an early spring so you know we're good we're we're doing all right Right.
1: good thing Um, because you know and i don't care if this is on the air where i could be incriminated but if that fat rat said that we were going to have six more weeks of of winter again like he's done for the past couple years i would have hired some raccoons to go and take his ass out because you know those raccoons are like the mafia of the rodent world. You know that, right?
3: Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little but, friend. Don't, don't don't drive angry. Um,
1: I know. I know <laughs> exactly. Don't drive angry.
3: But you know, every ever, year I, I threaten um, that that
1: thing. <laughs> it's like don't you dare see your shadow. <laughs> That's yeah, as violent as I I was going to
3: say that for us. I think the short uh, the short winter and the mild winter we've had here. Has, um, has massively helped our success around around the homeless outreach that we 've been doing we 've had more volunteers than we 've ever had you know in in any year um, a bigger team much more active and a ton of uh, contributions from from local groups who just wanted to you know collect uh, food items or clothing items so I mean my basement has been rammed with coats and blankets and you know, protein nice. bars and which is just awesome so we 've had some some amazing patrols where we 've managed to help way more people than than we ever were before, um, and the, you know the response has been amazing, and, and these things kind of snowball. So, uh, very, very, very uh, good progress on our side of the pond.
1: You know that quote came from you in the video. You know that right? The whole
0: <laughs> recognized it. yeah,
1: don't try angry. No, not the yeah. Don't try that, the, no, the, <laughs> yeah, don't try, that, that whole that whole. You're, because you were telling the story about how you heard someone say that you're enabling them by by feeding them. What the wow, dude, go and go and get your heart checked because I think it stopped. You know, it doesn't work huh. that way.
0: It right doesn't exactly. work that way, does it?
1: Oh, and speaking of hearts. Getting them checked and how that that's a segue right there.
3: No. I'll tell you what, you know, while we're while we're doing that segue, if I can even like do a mid segue segue, um
2: <laughs> talking
3: of hearts today, you know, one thing for me and and this has been all over the internet all over facebook so it's probably no news to anyone but i'm socially inept and and therefore it was mm-hmm. news to me but um <laughs> Brett the Hitman heart of the heart foundation of when i was a kid the wwf um yeah which you know i don't even think i've watched it since it was a wwe but to me that guy and and um you know and, and the wrestling at that time was a real inspiration when i was like a teenager growing up and uh, um and he as an individual um both, you know, in his wrestling persona, but also outside of that, as he, you know, he he was, had a massive concussion and was was really badly injured and had a stroke and his whole recovery from that and the the kind of dignified way in which he he led his life and and tried to be a a hero outside the ring was was massively inspirational to me. Um, And he he made a big announcement today as as being diagnosed with, I I believe, pancreatic cancer. Um, Oh, my. And he... uh, you know, for something that's so grim, and and you know, I think many of us on the show tonight, but also listening, um, have had horrific experiences with with cancer, and and just know how how, uh, you know, just just how awful it can be uh, to to the victims, but also their families and loved ones, and you know, for him to face something like that. Um, but turn it into an inspirational message about how much he's going to fight and, and, and the fact that he's seen kids go through this. And, you know, even the ones who didn't survive and, and seen the um, – and he's picked up so so much inspiration from the way they conducted themselves. And, you know, he's he's trying to learn from these young kids that he's seen endure it. Um, if, if you read what he's written on the Internet today, so some of the things are just mind-blowingly optimistic for a guy who's suddenly found out he's got cancer. Um and you know, for me, I, I've always believed and, and tried to believe, and I still do, that um, a positive mental attitude and a, and a, and a kind of a positive um, emotional state and, and a, a bit of optimism through the, these hardest times when you're going through something like that can make a huge difference in your in your physical uh, recovery. And, and you know, I, and I never begrudge anyone for getting to the point where it's too much, and you know, they they. Uh, they can't maintain that positive attitude, but I do think there's something mental which which kind of carries over into, you know, into your physical recovery as well, and, you know, for me, I, I really hope to see Bret Hart, um, you know, get through this for a start, but also, uh, you know, be an inspiration to other people as he's, you know, as he's fighting that fight, so uh, that, that was something that, that really touched me today, and, and as I say, his his message itself is so positive.
1: Absolutely, you know, and Bret Hart. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know you, you were a wrestling fan. Oh, uh, many moons. <laughs> wow, me too, me too, a long time ago. Yeah. So, and like you said, the whole WWE back in, the, you know, I mean WWF back in the day. Um, man, but I, I'm older than you, so I, I go back actually to Haystack Calhoun and uh, um, Rocky Johnson. You know, The Rock's dad.
3: No way, (laughs) dude.
1: Yeah, I got to see them. Um, God, when I was like, anyways, that's how old I am, (laughs) and I'm damn proud of it now. Anyway, um, yeah, absolutely good, good energy and positive, uh, you know, energy and prayers and stuff to Brett because man, that's that was I had no idea I I missed that, so wow. Um, and cancer, cancer has, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're we're not doing a show on cancer tonight, but man, how many think about it, we. What did our year start off with? Losing everybody cool to cancer, you yeah, know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm still not over it. I mean, we could have done a whole Bowie show, but I think I saw it would have just cried. Seriously, yeah. you know, it's ah, God, it was just awful. Um, and Lemmy and everybody else. And anyway, um, so uh, oh, Geekpile saying, why don't you get old school back on? His name is Hardway now. He's changed it. It's, that's our uh, that's our Tennessee member. Uh, his name is now Hardaway, but he was a wrestler. <laughs> and Geek Pile, who's in the chat room, Geek Pile Radio. Hello there. Is saying, why don't you get uh, him back on to talk wrestling with Specter? That'd be oh, fun. Maybe
3: maybe we'll invite Eric <laughs> the Smoke Moran back as well. He oh was, uh, my god! Oh, yeah. That's too, right? <laughs> a
1: great idea. Okay, okay. The wrestling the wrestling episode's coming up. Seriously, we got to do that, <laughs> man. Oh, plus Razorhawk. You know, he's uh, oh, yeah. another real-life superhero who who was a former wrestler. That, oh my god, that's going to be. Look what and you that did. for a
3: slice of fried gold.
1: I'm telling you. Wow. Okay, great idea. Thank you. Thank you uh Geek Pile for throwing that out there. Um but yeah, so tonight we're talking about um hearts. And God, this sounds so corny, but this is a subject that's close to my heart.
3: Yeah, really, I mean, really talking about uh, things, she things said. that are kind of shocking and 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 horrific, but at the same time, the fact that people approach them with a level of positivity and optimism. Um, you know, we we had an event recently, and and um, which I, I think to all of us who who you know know a good friend of ours, um, we were shocked. You know, somebody who has um, a good diet, uh, you know, a healthy lifestyle. Um, and and you know and, and a very very positive and optimistic attitude towards life, um, suddenly struck down with with really unexpected heart disease in in a very uh, in in a real really catastrophic way, um, to the point where you know there was a there was a time when obviously it was you know it was touch and go and, you know and and that was I think what really spurred us towards the idea of this show tonight was right. Um, you know how do we uh, how do we try to uh, and uh, you know it may be that it's impossible for us to prevent this. It may be that we have you know some genetic heart defect or some you know genetic uh, heart disease which we inherit and and that's you know there's not a great deal we can do about that until they find out how to splice our DNA with crocodiles or something. But uh, aside from those cases, what what can we do to safeguard our own hearts? Um, so, yeah, right. I, d- I don't know whether we want to say any more about our friend and, uh, you know, thankfully who's doing great and is back home now and uh, and is making a great recovery.
1: Well, I think that uh, we've got his fiance on hold right now who is, I didn't want to drag her into it because I, I remember that day and that night and how rough it was for her. It was, it was as as you can imagine, horrible. Um, but, you know, and I didn't want to drag her in to, to get her to relive it, but um, she's offered to say a couple of things about it, so... Uh, I say we bring her on, brave girl. Okay. And Miss, uh, Miss Charity, are you there?
2: Hi. Hi. Hi.
1: Hey, Charity. <laughs> you, you know doing? me,
2: this is very nerve wracking oh. to me. I let TNT handle this.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. When she was referring to letting TNT handle this, TNT are... Travis and Ted, the uh, founders of the Legacy Initiative, and of course and Ted. oh my! And they're done it. Wow. <laughs> and, nice. and Ted, no, that was for me. Ted is is her fiance and the, and our brother who we're talking about who had happened to have the uh, heart attack last yes. uh, yeah last week. So, uh, Spectre, you know, I got to hear the whole story. Is there anything you want to ask her about that day? Because I'm sure that it it can help somebody else because there are things oh that goodness. she learned. Uh,
3: I yeah. mean, you know, firstly, uh, uh, thanks again for coming on, because I think, it, you know, it's enormously brave, and, uh, you know, having never been through anything like that myself, I can only imagine how how harrowing it must have been, and, uh, you know, just just plain terrifying. So uh, so thank you. Yes. I, I really <laughs> appreciate you coming on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, I, I guess... For me, if I were in your position, all I could think that I would be thinking is, is probably, you know, why? <laughs> how how did this possibly yeah. happen?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I um to be brief, um, but why this? I think why it shocked us all is um Ted's very active. Um, we feel like he's really healthy. His diet is not out of control. Um, he's young. I won't um, – I'm sure I'll embarrass him if he ever listens to this podcast. He's only 41. <laughs> so I, I know he's uh, with his parents right now, so I he, he's not tuned in yet. <laughs> um, but it really it was a huge shock. Um, one thing for Ted, which we found out, it's probably hereditary family history, Yeah, there's questions of why at 41 you would have a major heart attack. Um, To be honest, he went into full cardiac arrest and died five times. Wow. Wow. And they, and God bless the people at Davis Hospital in Layton, Utah, (laughs) they brought him back and they were there. And, um, it, but it's it's brought an awakening to all of us of what I I think for Ted and I what we eat we thought we ate pretty healthy, <laughs> but you know we don't <laughs> at all. Right. I um we were really choosy about fast food that we would get at our restaurants and but now it's and even food that we would buy and now as we look at everything, um. It's it's definitely changing the way we live, and and for the good. I mean, we're we're grateful that we still have those days together. <laughs> right. So.
3: Absolutely. Well, he, yeah, I can imagine that there's not too much that you take for granted after after an experience like that.
1: Right. Right. And, and you know, so Charity, I, you're you're absolutely right because people. I mean, even a simple slice of bread. I don't think people realize how much sugar and salt is in one of those, right? So now you're seeing all these hidden places where you're going, I didn't realize that that had that in it, you know?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought I was really aware. Um, I'm diabetic. I've been diabetic for 18 years. Um, So I, when we started dating, I really taught Ted about sugar content, how sugar is hidden in everything. Right. But I did not ever look at sodium. And that, and so our—it's been an eye-opening experience for our household because if you want low-fat, low-sodium, they usually add sugar. Yep. And we're doing—we're you know it's it's double duty for our household being low in both, and and it's it's been really eye-opening.
1: Right. It's and, and it feels like doesn't it feel like a giant leap now into something you know completely different? And you actually have to stop and. See? think about everything you're putting in your mouth you know mm-hmm. so it feels like I, I remember my dad when I was 16 years old when he had his first double by, di- bypass it at, uh, at uh, 45 he was 45 years old so it's in my family and my mother died of a heart attack so um, yeah I, I've, it's it's hereditary so for me I have to be so freaking careful so I know exactly how hard it is right now for you to go, what the heck are we supposed to eat now? It's not right. It's not easy, but you know what? I can promise you this. As you get used to those recipes that are low sodium and how to flavor your food without those added things, it becomes easier. It, it's it's it, just it's, like learning a whole nother habit, you know?
2: I, I agree. And we've gone a little extreme because we figure, let's make our habit the extreme, and then we can add it in moderation. There you go. So, um it, but we have found great great things. Um we have fallen in love with every Mrs. Dash it's <laughs> <laughs> spicing our foods and also thing that's crazy is like Mrs. Dash is just spices. But if you look at other spices that are normal, like garlic salt, onion salt, like okay, why are we adding all the salt to
1: everything? Because in America salt is the number one season. It is. It really is. It's number one seasoning that you can use. And that's you know, it's sad because that's what we're brought up with. But you know, like you're doing, you're you're learning. So and and so are our listeners, which is fantastic.
3: Right. Right. So it, what it, I think you just described earlier as well is um the whole concept of, of having, I guess, kind of cheat days where, you know, you eat well most of the time and then every now and again you get fast food or a take-in for yep. a restaurant. And, you know, that that's so normal for everybody. And then I think when something like this hits you and your your diet has to change and those cheat days get completely eliminated, you know, for, for obvious reasons. And, and that that, I think, is quite a mental adjustment as well.
2: Right, right. We're really searching for certain things that we can eat as a family so that it doesn't feel like it's a burden. Um, and, and we're working on that now because I don't want, in three weeks from now, I don't want us to look at ground rice or a piece of lettuce and be like, if I have one more piece of lettuce, <laughs> I'm going to scream. Right. <laughs> because um, that's no way to live, for one. And But then... That's no way to stick to a diet and, and
1: this has to be life changing. Right. It's exactly it. And you don't want that burnout. You don't want that like with all things. You don't wanna you want the variety. You wanna be able to go, okay, well we haven't tried this. Those cauliflower, by the way, the cauliflower, using cauliflower as as like, you know, pizza dough or whatever.
2: It's mm-hmm. amazing.
1: It's so cool. It's, it's like uh yeah.
2: It, yeah, I'm excited to try new things. I oddly enough, um for Ted's birthday earlier in January, I got him the like the vegetable spinner to make pasta out of spinach. I mean, not I mean squash. Yeah,
1: yep, and zucchini and stuff. And so, <laughs> so good. We love definitely ours.
2: Definitely are going to be using that. So.
1: <laughs> oh, you'll love it. You'll love it. We love ours. You know, it's easy, and you get a ton of it. You you think oh, I'm not going to have enough with just these couple of you know zucchinis? Yeah, you do. It it really it mm-hmm. gives you a lot. So, and it's, it's um, and no guilt,
2: no guilt whatsoever. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And on, the, on the diabetes side and the heart disease side. So it's a win-win for both of us. Um,
1: there you go. Yeah. But,
2: but yeah, so if, if you guys have any other questions, I don't want to hog the line, um, but I just encourage everyone absolutely to, and Ted was great. He went to physicals every year. He has always had his blood pressure checked, cholesterol. Um, but it, it just, I, we had no idea, really, what we were eating, and what sitting all day long in an office job can do. Because we were really active on the weekends, and uh,
3: there's some there's some changes. <laughs>
1: right, right. You know yeah, the good think- thing is, yeah. Oh, go ahead.
3: Oh sorry, I was gonna say I think my biggest question is is how how's Ted doing now?
2: Oh, he is he's really good. Um he he came home last Thursday night, um and I was there. I I've been there with him and then his parents have are there. They've come up to Salt Lake and are here with him this week. Um, while I get ready, we're we're gonna I'm going to kind of go over and take care of him sooner than right after our wedding, (laughs) which was the plan. Um, So, but but he's, he's really good. Um, He and Ted, he's for the most part, he's in really good spirits um, and, and he's definitely being active. He's not, not only like, keep him down, but he's been really smart. Cause I was really worried he would push himself too much, and and he's been really great at recognizing when he needs to exercise, but then also rest. And um, and I'm thankful for that, cause I, I I was worried he'd push his limits. But yeah, the everything looks good. Um, and he'll start physical therapy to kind of get that strength back. You can't. Uh, go into full cardiac arrest five times without it taking a toll on your body—a big, a big toll. So, but um, yeah, I, I'm I, I'm really thankful for. And it's just amazing how much the body can bounce back. That's I've always said that with certain things that I've dealt with health-wise, but it's really fascinating now with everything that he Ted has been through. Of. Um, he's he's here and he's going to live a full life. So right.
3: yeah, <clears throat> and you know, he he wrote something really inspiring the other day. I guess just after he came out of hospital about how thankful he was for the medical care and the support that he had, and uh, listed a huge list of people to whom he was extremely grateful for, you know, helping him through this, um, in, in larger ways. Um, and he ended it by saying how inspired he was to try to do more and help other people. And, you know, when I got to that piece that he had wrote, um, I thought, you know, for me, all I ever hear about is Ted helping other people, you know, he's he's (laughs) an absolute inspiration. So the, the fact that he's taken this to another level, um, on the one hand, made me think, wow, <laughs> and on the other hand, made me think, be careful, man, <laughs> instead. Right. Take this one right. step at a time.
2: But, but, I mean, it was uh, true Ted fashion. I, I was kind of a hawk over him in the hospital, and um, I would watch him pick up his phone, and, and I was like, what are you doing with your phone? Because I, I just wanted him to rest, and I was worried he'd look at too much or get overwhelmed or um, stuff, and he would be He'd roll his eyes at me and he'd be like, "I'm writing down the nurses' names, and and that was that's uh, so Ted. He made sure every single nurse he wanted to remember their names, so that he could thank them later. And I mean, that I, as as you guys know him, that is Ted, you know. And so yeah, he had this long list, and and he made sure to remember. He would get his phone out. He's like, "I'm just making notes so that I can thank them later." and um and then yeah, it's you know, we we just sat and talked and he's like very different change in our perspective because he's like I'm around for a reason. I don't know what it is yet, but I will continue to search for that and continue to give back.
3: Wow, wow. That very, guy, yeah, right? That's incredible. <laughs> That
1: guy, he's amazing. And if you're listening and you don't know, you can you can see Ted and Charity and the whole Legacy Initiative. Um, in our I forgot to mention this. Oh, we have a, a documentary web series that that um we have ongoing, and it's called Taking Initiative, nice. Nation of Heroes. And there's an episode on um the whole Legacy Initiative, and you will see Ted there. So uh, look at that. Uh, look for that on Facebook. Taking Initiative, Nation of Heroes. When it's narrated by our my wonderful co-host because he's got the voice for it. You know, that's some, just some how British that goes. Guy. Yeah, some, some British ginger dude. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much, Charity. We appreciate it. We've got a lot of probably stuff that you've already been learning about within the last week. But right. we've got a lot of, of info and tips for people yeah, who are definitely. listening. I'm-
2: I'm so excited for you guys to share it. So I will, I will let you get to that. <laughs>
1: and besides that, we know you're shy, and it took a lot for you to come on here and you know do this in the first place. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for Thank you, yeah, my dear. Thank and, you. And if you have anything else you want to add, you know what? Call back. We know your number. We know who it is. So, but we know you're in the chat room too. So if that's easier, go ahead and do that.
2: Okay.
1: Sounds All right, my good. dear. Thank, thank you. You're you. welcome. Bye. So one of the things that, um I, and I'm really, you know, that night, you know, I got to hear from Charity, um, right, you know, just a few hours after it happened, um, they didn't want to go public with it yet, and it, it hit me in the stomach, because you're right, he's, hi, Ted's skinny, he's got a great disposition, he looks young, he's, you know what I mean, and and you're going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I think just like a lot of us, we went, if it could happen to Ted, you know, so um, that the, that night she wasn't, of course, understandably not doing real well. And it's happy to hear her um, sounding better, um, you know, and knowing that he's doing better. So um,
3: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I, I mean, I guess with anything major like this, you, you know, you know, you never know when you're out of the woods and, and so on. I mean, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but I, I guess, you know, you, you must always have it in the back of your mind that this this is looming over you, and, and therefore you've got to be super, super careful. And, and I guess that that's, you know, what our episode here tonight is, is really all about is, you know, we, we're no medical professionals, but uh, at the same time there are some simple things that you can do in your life to try to reduce the chance of this happening, and if it has happened to you, to, to, you know, to try to, uh, to to keep yourself on the right path to stop it happening again
1: right and and again, I'm glad you you mentioned that we're not you know we're not medical professionals um but we we do know either from personal experience or from um research you know things that that you may not know because the one thing that uh people there may be the one thing that you didn't know about it i, I remember charity, and I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this the one thing that she didn't know was that uh nausea like a like a symptom something a symbol is a symptom to look for uh, lots of people don't know that nausea, vomiting is, you know, um, one of the symptoms. So that tends to happen with someone who is in, you know, cardiac arrest. So if you can even learn one thing like that, that's we're glad that you're taking something with it. So with that, I'm, I'm going to let you get the ball rolling there, Spectre.
3: Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess, you know, the, the message I take from what Charity just explained is it, it can really happen to anyone. You know, I'm, I'm not not trying to put the fear of God into everyone, but, you know, heart disease is the number one killer of, of anyone in the USA, men, women, you know, variety of ages. It, it can really happen to anyone. So, um if you're sat there thinking i i'm fit and healthy i'm i'm fine you you never know and and why not just take some simple precautions to try to uh, to avoid you know something really horrific happening to you it it seems like a no-brainer to me um thank you first of all i mean i guess there's a um i forget the acronym but if you if you if you're looking for general information on the health of your heart there's nowhere better than heart.org um, it's a us government run agency which is specifically designed to to help educate people on on ways that they could um i either avoid heart disease completely by healthy living or or try to you know recover from something uh, something nasty that's happened to them so heart.org is is a great source of resources as well as you know webmd and a ton of other medical resources online um but you know, I think there are some specific areas that uh, that you know charity already alluded to. That um, if if you're concerned about heart disease, and, and anyone should be, then then you'd be uh, considering. And the first one, obviously, is diet. So there are, there are certain foods that are that I would refer to as heart healthy foods that are good for your heart, and then certain certain foods that are typically poor in nutrients. Um, and and high in things like saturated fat that are, that are obviously bad for your heart and, and sodium as well, particularly. Um, so in terms of diet, if you want to look after your heart, the best things that, that you can possibly eat, the, the thing, and these are all things that we already know as well, fresh fruit and vegetables. Um, you can't do any better than fresh fruit and vegetables and, and whole grains as well. And, you know, to me personally, um, It's never seemed like a massive step. I think most people out there eat rice or they eat pasta or, you know, these kind of foods, they eat bread. Um, To swap what you're eating now with a whole grain version is, is really not a massive switch. And, and what you're doing then is, is swapping something which is poor in nutrients and high in fat and sugar and sodium, and swapping it with something which is rich in nutrients and is good for you. So, you know, it's almost a double whammy. It's not like you're just doing one good thing, you're swapping something bad for something good. Um, so whole grains is is really key, I think. Um, the other thing which, which is kind of interesting that the um, American Heart Association talks about is the idea of having more low-fat dairy products. Um, And I'm sure I've got friends who are very strict vegans who swear off dairy and and expound on the the bad things about dairy products. But but for your heart, um, low-fat dairy and particularly, you know, skimmed and and zero-fat milk is is actually very, very good for you. Um, uh, Other kind of heart-healthy foods, uh, fish and poultry and, and the advice is specifically to go for skinless fish and skinless poultry um, for, for obvious reasons. In that the, the uh, you know the, the kind of things that, that build up in the skin of the animal or the fish is uh, typically not that good for you. Whereas the actual protein and and particularly with fish, you know, the amino acids and things in the fish are, are, are very very good for your heart. Um, nuts and root vegetables as well. Um, sucks for people like me who are allergic to nuts, but uh,
1: oh, you know, I didn't know that.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah
1: for, now I know. But, okay.
3: Um, so if I explode next time I'm there, you'll you'll know why. Um Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, non tropical vegetable oils as well, which is another thing because, you know, everyone's crazy about coconut oil and, and uh, you know, the the benefits of that. But particularly if you're on a diet, um, to, to try to avoid heart disease, um, or or deal with previous heart disease, then then going with vegetable oils that are non tropical is the uh, is the recommendation there. Um, and obviously, if you're going to eat red meat, the the advice is don't eat red meat. But uh, for those uh, big carnivores out there, um, obviously going for lean cuts and, and less fat in that in that meat is is key. So you know, for me, that list there's nothing revolutionary there. <laughs> That's you know, we didn't know from the time we were kids, and we were supposed to eat our greens and fruit and vegetables. You know, right,
1: right, exactly. I, but you know, it, it, but the the fact that it keep no matter where you go and no matter where you check, it's still it's repeated everywhere. And you see in, even in different cultures, you see that they're eating. Like I think there are more octogenarians in the Asian culture than anywhere else. And if you look at their their diet, and and, and the, also the quality of their life, because I mean if they're living longer but their quality of life isn't that great, well that's not a, a great indication. But you see that they're so active that they're they're moving about. Their diets are, are what you just talked about. And, and you can always see the, the fish, especially, you know, fatty fish. They talk about mackerel, salmon, um, sardines, um, and having four ounces of that twice a week. And also the veggies. You see the vegetables that, that I hang around Chinatown all the time. I'm watching them get veggies all the time. And I know those, the three power veggies, broccoli, spinach, and kale, are always going home. With everybody there, so you know, I, I'm I'm going to put some faith in that because I see it work. You know,
3: yeah, yeah, I agree, and you know, I think as you say, it's a combination of um, the the vegetables, the fish, the the long grain rice and whole grains, and and then the the exercise on top of that. The fact that um, I you know, when I was growing up, I didn't know many eighty or ninety year olds at all, but the eighty or ninety year olds I did know they didn't get up and go and do Tai Chi in a park every morning, you know, whereas, uh, you know, doing <laughs> Chinese communities here, um, that that's just par for the course. That's just what everybody does. They get up, they go and do their Tai Chi in the park. Um, and that that's an incredible thing.
1: Right. Right. And oh my God. And it's not easy. I remember we, last week we were trying to do that and I'm going, whoa, I got to try to keep up with these ladies. You know, they're fantastic.
3: Right. You know, I, I used to, to to train in Kung Fu and I, and I was, pretty decent you know by my own standards in, in kung fu and uh, <laughs> tai chi class after my kung fu lesson and most of the people there were, were older people retired people um and they kicked my ass Like uh, I <laughs> they had better balance better control um all, all around were better than i was and i was in my 20s at the time you know <laughs> it was uh, uh, gee,
1: embarrassing so. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a great thing to get into tai chi is wonderful
3: Yeah, and you know what, next on my list, um, a great thing to get out of, smoking. Like, in this day and Mm -hmm. age, and I I don't want to get on a soapbox because I've indulged in various things in my time and enjoyed some of them more than others, but, uh, you know, I I think if you're worried about your health, there's no excuse for smoking. I mean, there are so many ways to give up now. There are so many incentives to give up and so much evidence for the damage that it does to you. So nobody needs us to tell them that it's a bad thing to do and a good thing to stop
1: right exactly one of the best things you can do because if you quit oh my god if you quit smoking your your heart can come right back to it's healthy you know I, your your lungs everything will will heal within weeks so you know is he trying to Yeah. oh okay i think i think vector wants to join i'm going to bring him on to see what uh yeah i i think he does i think he's got something to say vec are you uh wanting to say something there this is our teammate fellow teammate, or are you I, just listening? I am. Okay. I,
0: I'm, no, I'm listening. I, I had some, some things to say. Now don't, I know you've got kind of shields go up when you see me call in and you know nutrition <laughs> is on the line. Uh, but I'm, I'm not here to be argumentative or get on a, on a soapbox or anything, <laughs> but you know, you know that I know alternative methods for, for nutrition and, and, ev- and I'm not going to say everything that Specter brought up was, Uh, against the grain but a lot of it is the thing is is that it's all in how you look at things and all in how you feel but i thought it was interesting for everyone to look at the weston a price foundation and do a little research and just see what you think Uh, Weston A. Price is a very interesting guy who – he was a dentist, actually. He wanted to go and figure out why uh, certain cultures had really crooked teeth and other cultures would have perfectly straight, white, amazing teeth and great jawlines. And he's like, why is this happening? It would happen natural in, like, small communities. And his research didn't only find out why people's teeth were straight versus crooked due to their diet, But why, when a culture like the Inuit uh, Eskimos, when they were suddenly introduced to Western food, would not only get awful teeth, but also skyrocket in a heart disease. Hmm. Very, very interesting. And I can cite a lot of different ideas and and nutritional things that are here and there because you know how it is. When you go on the Internet, if you want to look up one thing and you think it's right, you will find another thing to say that, no, you're wrong, if you look it up, you know. And that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to, to say to everybody, start a, start a journey, just like, uh, you know, here we are, Ted is only a year older than myself. Ted is only a, a year older than myself and, uh that's, that's shocking. And it does make you examine things like labels, which made me think of um, another search people can do, which is try and look at something called bait and switch. Things that are ingredients are not always listed due to FDA regulations. For example, monosodium glutamate, MSG, will not need to be labeled unless it is 99% or more of the ingredients. Wow. Now food companies have decided, well, we're just going to make up some other name for what MSG is in this ingredient, in this store-bought food, and just bait and switch. Now it's going to be called, you know, citric acid or something like that. I'm not certain that citric acid is. Again, I'm, none of us here are professionals. <laughs> I uh-huh. just, I like the idea of people starting their own journey of knowledge Um and really, once you start, you can't stop, especially when it's part of your life now, you know. Uh, you're really going to investigate it. And this has all come from a, a place of love, y'all. I'm not, you know, trying, again, I'm not trying to be argumentative at all. I'm just trying to say, hey, look, here's another way to think. Um, but, yeah, I, I really, you know, it's again, it's, it's shocking. And I just wanted to bring out those couple of those notes. Uh, I had a few other things to say, but I don't know how much time you guys have left.
1: Um, we have 28 minutes, so you want to, you want to remain, uh, holding on there and, and we'll let, uh, we'll, we'll let Spectre continue because he's got some really good points that he wants to make. Um, and then, yeah. you know, if if you want to, if you want to pipe up, you can unmute yourself and, uh, pipe up, pipe in, whatever how, it is. How
0: do I unmute myself? I always forget how I unmute. I run my own show and I forget how to unmute myself.
1: Oh, good Lord. How I, about, how about this? We'll just put you yeah. on mute and
0: then you can hit one to talk to us or whatever you do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or
0: I can just okay. mute myself. How about that?
1: Okay, mute yourself Or you then. can do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to
0: mute myself because uh, I think that's, yeah. Okay. Thank but, you, Vic. Uh, yeah, definitely diet yourself, and Diet and exercise is a lot of it, but what kind of diet is it? But exercise is great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exercise yeah. is definitely just too much.
3: And he, no, he I, I like could agree that some you know, there was something I was going to bring up actually. That when you look at nutrition labels on products, and, and you know certain percentages of your recommended daily amount of X, um, those are geared towards a generic person, which A doesn't exist, and B is assumed to to need 2,000 calories a day. So, you know, if you're a larger person who who um, who Burns a lot more than two thousand calories a day, then that's completely inaccurate for you. As it is, if you're a smaller person who who burns a lot less calories, so you know those, those nutrition labels um, and and kind of recommended daily amounts of things are way off. And, and I completely agree with what Vector just said that um, as much as there are certain trends, which which I definitely think you know low sodium if you've got heart issues, you know things that are a no brainer. There are other there are other items where you know you've completely got to go on your own journey and uh, and discover it. Um, so, yeah, I, I I totally agree with that.
0: Um, let me say one more thing. Just while I have it, and my thought, and then I'll I'll shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, look at look at uh, what you're eating ancestrally versus culturally. In other words, think about you're living in America, but your your ancestor, your grandma, came from a completely different region, or even your mom and dad. And think about what they grew up eating naturally versus what kind of culture are you in now and what are you forced to eat among your peers, which ancestrally may be totally against your grain and people are having all kind of food allergies and all kind of weird stuff. And we're such a melting pot of people now. It it, it really is interesting to just look at, hey, what am I eating versus what would I have been eating had I been in my original culture? Um, and how is your body reacting because of that, you know?
3: And yeah. I don't know if yeah, that makes it's, any it's sense. Really interesting. Yeah. No,
1: that that makes but, sense. I know there are studies on that that people can actually Google that, and I I will look up a couple of links for that. But that's the truth. It's and that might be a factor in, well, um, you know, people like you said, people you see who 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 are displaced from where they would have been, you know, eating. Let's let's say Asians for you know now they're here in America eating this stuff and start having problems when. Um, their, you know, their heredity, their their bloodline is used to this type of eating um, that's healthy and good for them. So, and uh, I see Charity in the uh, um, chat room is is agreeing with you on the ancestry diet. Um, Ted is is you know it's so rare to have these heart problems because he's Asian, but he eats American fast food. So you know it's. I she right. she
0: read between my lines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. You need to convince him to like fish. Yeah, you do, Charity. And there's also sort the of fish pills. They're not as good, but they're they're, you know, they're supposed to help out, the uh, fish oil pills. And look what they're doing in Agents of Shield. But anyway, um sorry. Oh. <laughs> that was the nerd speak right there. I'm sorry. Back on track. I'll be quiet and let let Spectre continue.
3: Oh man. I'm, to I'm gonna shut up too. Um so uh, you know, I guess the next thing that, that uh Vector just alluded to was was exercise. Diet and exercise are certainly our two um main strategies. But actually there's another one which I think is, is really important that I'm gonna come back to. But um in terms of exercise, you know, I think the biggest problem and, and actually Vector you recommended to me another podcast recently, um uh, which, which was all around achievable exercise, and it kind of laid it out like a video game where you set yourself levels and goals and you kind of leveled up through your exercise. But one of the, the interesting things that it said in there was that most people fail in their exercise regimes because they set themselves too aggressive goals. And, um, you know, I, I think for me personally and, and for, for most of the people I know who who are not, you know, natural athletes who are just trying to, trying to do this to get fit, um the key thing is, is to keep your goals achievable and, and really start small, you know, with, with just regular walking, regular, you know, walking, which may eventually evolve into a bit of jogging and then into maybe intervals and then eventually into running. But, you know, setting yourself a goal to run a half marathon or a 10 K when, you know, you, you're uh, <laughs> someone like me who sits in an office all day and, and doesn't get out too much is, is, you know, is probably not achievable in, in the short term. Um, and, and similarly, I think for those people who who are getting into an exercise regime, it, it's critical to include things like warm-ups and cool-downs um, to, to any kind of aerobic exercise um, so that you don't end up straining something and, and really wrecking your routine and going back to square one. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, shut up. Oh,
3: yeah, I forgot that you're, a, you're more roll than rock this weekend. <laughs>
1: right? It's ridiculous. He's right, you guys. I've been doing martial arts for 20 years and we've been teaching for the past almost five years. I did not warm up last week. I didn't warm up the way I usually do it was the one time in 20 years. And I ended up, uh, with a, gastrocnemia, uh, a gastrocnemius, uh, um, calf tear strain. And as a result, I'm on crutches and an occasional wheelchair until March. It's ridiculous. I've never had to deal with this before. Um, except when I broke my leg when I was 14, but He's absolutely right. You've got to warm up. So uh, lesson learned. Lesson learned. Well,
3: Thank you. you. Know, you, you I want
0: to <laughs> make just, a quick, quick, quick anecdote there. Was, uh, uh, a, uh, I remember running a 5K. Is after I run a few marathons
3: uh, we ran. It was actually a run to
0: the far side. And it's a great fun run, you know, a like Gary Larson-themed, really, really fun stuff. But uh, remember that your heart is also a muscle, and it needs some stretching too. So you're totally, I totally agree. You don't go all in, five thousand percent, and expect your body to not kick you in the ass. Because we saw a guy go into cardiac arrest on that fun little run because he obviously had not exercised in a while. And I mean, I obviously I say because the guy was not very in, in shape looking. So yeah, always uh, start slow and, and start steady. I, I totally agree. I just wanted to share that little story because you know. I don't want to hold attention on Rock about, you know, not warming up or
3: like that. <laughs> whoop,
0: whoop. I, I did it again. Sorry. Okay. I'll
3: shut up. <laughs> no, that's, that's a really good point, actually, that the heart's are muscle and, and need to warm up as well. I think, you know, I've, I've got a friend who actually runs marathons and starts his training so late, doesn't have any kind of a diet. And every time I look at him thinking, are you even going to make it out the other side of this thing? Because uh, Okay. But, uh, you know, I, I must say, and, and Charity's reminding me in the chat room here, I was uh, preaching to the perverted somewhat when I was uh, making comments about warming up because I, I'm the worst for that. I, I've i been doing <laughs> rock climbing recently, and uh, I get to the gym, get straight on the wall with no warm-up, and I, I screwed my back horribly recently and had to take oh. about three weeks off of doing nothing but hobbling around complaining because I messed my back up. So uh, I'm just as guilty as everyone else.
1: Oh, man. Oh, you know what? And in my list of which we may not get to, but that's okay, because we're getting we're getting to the important things of, of the seven, uh, what is it? Uh, so like 17 things that are that are bad for you to do. One of those is absolutely It's called weekend warrior syndrome. And that is not the consistent five day a week, 30 minutes building up to an hour, preferably workout that you get. It's the hey, I'm in this all at once on the weekend. And then the rest of the week I sit still. And that's very bad for your heart. So I think we all need to come up with with a plan where we can support each other in how do we get ourselves up away from the, including Vector, because he's really uh, concerned about this lately. Or, you know, he seemed like he was, um, about sitting around for hours at his job and not being able to, you know, to exercise. There, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. I think yeah, I think
3: we. I'm sure there's a good I mean, portion of the population these days, and, and me included, who spend you know ten, twelve hours a day sat at a desk in front of a computer, and then yeah. you know, and then a couple of hours a day in a commute going home. And you get home and you're exhausted. You've got kids to look after, do their homework, get them in the bath, you know, and uh, and and your time's just gone. And and where are you supposed to fit in these you know super healthy workouts? It, you know, I, I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of people who are in that challenge.
1: You know, I think somebody's going to make a billion dollars. If you think about this, when they figure out a way to get everybody up away from their desks at certain intervals and getting them a little active, even for, you know, 10 minutes or so, um, somebody who figures that out, who makes it fun, uh, is going to be, you know, like recess. Yeah.
0: Recess. I was reading about that recently, how important that's supposed to be for kids and their development and attention span.
1: Yeah. So give said, them their recess, man. Gonna, give, give adults their recess. I made recess. a
0: little, yeah, a recess would be great. I made myself a promise today uh, with a thought of, we have snack rooms at my job, which makes it even worse. You know, you got, here you are sitting at your desk. You don't have to go to a vending machine. You get snacks for free. Great. Make it even fatter. So I made a promise to myself, uh, if I'm going to go to the snack room, I got to take the long way around the building. I got to go outside, <laughs> around the block, through the other door with a snack room before I get anything. That's a promise I can make myself, and it does two things. It's like, oh, great, I'll get exercise, or I just won't get the snack. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like one or one or the other. So there's little things you can do. And, and uh, Specter, what is the name of that app? I for, I know I sent it to you, but the one that makes, makes it a game, that would be great to post up. I don't know if you know it offhand, but maybe Bob could look that up. That would be great, and I'll, I'll sign up.
3: Yeah, I know what you mean. I forget the name of it as well. But yeah, we will find that and we'll uh, we'll post up the link cuz that that was a great idea. Um so actually, that that kind of segues really nicely into the the other subject that I wanted to cover, and my my last one, and then I'll shut up. But stress is the the other one, and and I think stress can actually underpin a ton of other issues. Both you know pe- people you know eat badly when they're stressed. You know it's an excuse. I've had a terrible day, and I I do it all the time. I've had a terrible day. I'm just going to order pizza. You know it's a, it's so easily done. Um, people you know I've had a terrible day. I'm going to smoke today. You know I gave up smoking. I'm going to start again to somehow punish the world for this crappy day that I just had. Um and, and it can be <laughs> gradual stress build up, it can be I'm stressed about my job and it's built up over months, or it could be, you know, I just had a car crash. I just had a huge unexpected bill come in. I've got, you know, problems in my relationship that came out of nowhere. And and you know, and and stress affects different people in different ways. It's a completely individual thing and even for you personally it may it may be something that you can deal with you know, a situation very easily at one time, and and then the same situation comes along a month later and it it tears you to pieces. And and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, But when you look at the the effects of stress, it it raises your blood pressure, it can cause ulcers, digestive issues, um, sleep problems, you know, both too much sleep and too little, uh, lethargy, uh, and just, just general burnout. And um, you know, all of which really contribute to or can contribute to heart disease um, as well as, you know, putting you in a position where you're not doing your body any favors in terms of diet and exercise and, and so on as well. So, you know, stress, I think, is is really a, one of the biggest problems here. Um, and, you know, in, in terms of what you do about that, uh, there, there's obviously a ton of advice out there. Um, one thing I wanted to highlight is that, People people often see stress as being the same as anxiety, and you know, anxiety is a short term thing where you could you know possibly end up to even taking tranquilizers to to reduce your anxiety. The anxiety's gone, you feel better at the end of it, and, and end of story. You know, stress is is much more a long term problem that requires um, far more subtle ways of dealing with it. It's not you know not just a case of taking a few tranquilizers and suddenly your stress is gone. You know, you wake up in the morning and that stress will still be there. So. It, it's more about uh, coping mechanisms and dealing with it than it is about short-term fixes. Um, but, you know, funnily enough, healthy eating and exercise have been time and time again um, proven to, to help reduce stress levels. So, you know, it, in some ways it can be a virtuous circle. You know, the healthy eating, the healthy exercise regime, the healthy mental attitude um, can reduce your stress levels and, and, you know, really get you into a, a good swing, Um positive mental attitude I think is an interesting one as well because who wants to hear when they're stressed that, you know, just look on the bright side, smile, you know, just uh, but those things can be vastly important if you can find a way to spur yourself into that positive mental state, Um, whether that's, you know, getting a hobby that you enjoy, spending time with people that you enjoy spending time with, um, or or any kind of uh, sports or projects that you enjoy doing, you know, make something, take a walk, um, something to just get you out of the environment, which is is causing you stress and put you into an environment that you enjoy. Um, And, you know, lots of those old anecdotes, you know, take a breath, take a deep breath if you're stressed, um, count to ten before you say something in reply, walk away from a situation and, you know, get outside and away from the environment – I think all of those things are very, very true, um, and, and everybody knows those things as well. We all know that if we're stressed in our job, just taking a walk around outside the office can can do wonders for our for our emotional health. Um, but most of us just choose not to do it. So there's you know there's a level of commitment needed here. Um, the other one that I find really interesting that I was reading about today is one of the major causes of stress is the feeling that you've done something wrong and and it's un unresolved that there's something hanging out there that you're responsible for and and it's you know it's it's still it's still it's still out there and you know one of the the great bits of advice that i'd never even thought about that i read today was um taking responsibility for your mistakes and apologizing for them to the people who you may have hurt um as as just being a way of just evaporating that stress and making it go away and again a hell of a lot easier said than done but but extremely powerful um And there's a ton of other things. Obviously, you know, we go to extremes, and, uh, you know, there are um, professional services. There's therapy. There's counseling. Um, One thing that I found really interesting recently was there's a new trend for what are called psychosocial psychosocial therapies, um, which are essentially uh, psychiatric or, you know, psychological care um but it with a social aspect as well so helping out with outreach programs uh, with the meals on wheels type of thing that that you guys do in, in California um and and just various ways to make yourself feel better by helping other people and and effectively you know externalizing and, and getting out of your own head um and and as well as you know the, i guess the the quieter ways of achieving the same thing through meditation and and regular relaxation um so you know i guess those are my thoughts on on stress but uh Happy to uh, to hear what you guys think as well.
1: I love the fact that you brought up the the uh, apologize, um, you know, part of it because it's true. If you, it, it does weigh heavily on you, if you feel like you've hurt someone and you haven't resolved it, there's no resolution. It's just like a cloud, and that can't be good for you. Um, and and the the whole walking away and taking a deep breath, counting to ten, those are great. I'm gonna try those. The next time some unexpected stress, and you just like you said, they it comes from anywhere. It can come from anywhere at any time, and I think that our knee-jerk responses aren't very healthy. So, with the ones that you gave us, with some tools, because nobody teaches kids, and that's one of the things that really upsets me about school is how come we don't give children tools to deal with, to cope with with anger, frustration, et cetera. You know, why well, don't think they teach classes? on that specifically and that way you know, you know, knee jerk responses can be um you know, like, oh, we need to teach kids count to ten. Take a breath. You know, if if we if we develop those great habits as children, can you imagine how much better it would be with adults out there instead of just, you know, knee jerk responses would you know wouldn't be as violent etc uh... you know
3: what though? my my youngest daughter um actually goes to to classes and and they have um things that they do collectively in class but she was also kind of singled out for for extra help with with some of these things and um in in her school just as part of the you know part of the way they try to help kids evolve and grow up um she was kind of given almost like emotional intelligence lessons where she was she she was made to write about how she's feeling and how she reacts in different ways and um and and to put a lot of thought into if you're getting angry with someone how should you remove yourself from the situation and calm down and Loads of different exercises and things. and I mean, to be honest, I feel that she is more emotionally intelligent than I am in terms of dealing (laughs) with stress and anger. She's certainly a lot better at it than I do.
1: That's fantastic. See, now something like that. I love that. I applaud that. That's wonderful. Um, Charity is in the chat room reminding uh, us that she and Ted always say that uh, they volunteer for themselves. While we give, we need that stress release of helping others. And that's a wonderful thing to do. You know, it, it does. It, it I do it for me too. When I'm feeling, when I'm having a crappy, crappy day, I know that uh, I'm gonna look forward to our next outreach because I I need the positive energy back. So um, that yeah, that yeah. is
3: as crappy a day as, as I may have in the office, and as crappy a commute as I may have. As soon as I get out there and I'm talking to someone who's spent the last five years living on the streets, you know, my problems seem extremely in, insignificant in comparison.
1: Exactly. That's exactly it. We need that shift, that that uh, that headspace, you know, the shift in headspace, so that we can remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, our, our problems aren't as as monumental as they seem. Um, it's so hard, and I'm always talking about more relaxation and meditation. People have a really hard time of sitting still and just being, just breathing, you know. So. If, if that's not your cup of tea, and, and remember this important thing to remember, it, you're not going to sit down and and instantly be able to think nothing. You're not. You're probably going to have a monkey mind, and it, the mind is also a muscle. So if you're out there trying to meditate and you have tons of thoughts, it's okay. Let them slide, you know, slide by, acknowledge them, no judgment, and then try to come back to just focusing on your breathing. Even if you do five minutes of that in the evening or in the morning, it really does change your day, I'm finding. It, it's helped me immensely. Um, yeah, and
3: you know, I, have a- I, I was going to say, I, one of the, the times that I get most stressed is when I'm in the office. And it's a an accumulation of many uh, many people being on my back all at once and, and not having time to, to uh, decompress. And the way I deal with that, um, which I thought I'd share just you know, in case it's useful for other people, is I, I go and make a cup of tea and... In the kitchen in my office, it's on the 32nd floor in in Manhattan, and uh, there's a window next to the kettle. So I put the kettle on to boil, and I stand there and I look out the window, and I close my eyes for probably three minutes while the kettle's boiling. The kettle makes the white noise, and it's, you know, and and if I don't want to close my eyes, I look out the window, and I can see the Manhattan skyline and the world happening outside. And it's a great way of just getting outside of my own head, um... Except God forbid the person who comes into the kitchen when I'm there and wants to have a conversation, because that's uh, the, that's yeah. not going to work. <laughs>
1: oh, that's a that's wonderful great. way to. I like that.
0: Well, I suspect you made a point of what I was going to make a point on, which is uh, concerning stress. My first thought is, uh, you know, stress is nearly unavoidable. You have all kind of little stressors during your day, and some of them are actually good, and they, you know, they're they're helpful. But it's the Undue stress—it's the stress you can't do anything about. It's worrying about that problem that you have absolutely no control over. Uh, There's all kinds of things like that that can happen during the day, like traffic and things like that. And if you are unable to act upon the stress, it's kind of one of those things. Like, are you worried? Yes. Is there something you can do about it? No. Then don't worry. And it's—it is kind of as simple as that. But it's hard to practice every day and remind yourself. But you know, once a day, but that's that's excellent to make a cup of tea and just kind of forget about it because that's something you had really maybe not a whole lot of control of it, except saying, well, I just want a cup of tea and not worry about it. Perfect.
3: That's
0: um. very precious.
1: <laughs> I love tea. I'm going to try that from now on. I do. I love our little electric kettle that makes the really neat noise. You know, the the nice white noise too. I thank you. I'm going to try that now you drinking a lot of tea. There was another
0: there was another point I was going to make and I forgot what it was. Well, that's why I got myself on you. Okay, I'll shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I'm realizing, um we have 5 minutes left and before we run out of time cuz we'll get you know what? I was thinking maybe we'll just turn next week's show into a Valentine's show. Not oh my god, how sappy, boring, but how about like Valentine or dating nightmares, you know, maybe people can tell us some of that. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, we've all got them, right? So maybe we'll do that. And then we'll give away some really fun. Oh, man, we've got fun ways to spend Valentine's with or without a date, whether or not you love it. And one of them involves Ninja. So maybe, cool. <laughs> right? How can that not be a fun Valentine? <laughs> um, but uh, before we we go too far, I do want to um, touch on two things. CPR, um, we we never know when this is going to happen. It, like I said, it happened to my mother, and unfortunately, um, she waited too long. It, it wasn't her fault. There was no one around to, to um, give her CPR. So by the time the paramedics got there, I mean, they were able to revive her one time, but, you know, unfortunately, not the second time. So if you are not CPR certified, you know, there's, there's almost no excuse to not know CPR. You don't necessarily have to be certified. You do want to know how to do it properly. Um, because like, and I say this all the time, like my friend Grant, the, uh, fire chief battalion guy who came on and talked to us, he reminded us that, um, these emergency response skills that we learn will probably be used on our loved ones. Um, so it's important to know these, but, if you don't know CPR, in a nutshell, if someone goes down in front of you, check their pulses, call 911. Always try to call 911 first before you start anything. Uh, and they can usually walk you through stuff. But if you find the center of the chest not too low, you'll know when it's too low because you won't feel bone anymore. Center of the chest, and you want to press in two inches. So you want to go in, it feels so weird but two inches deep is what you want to do and you want to remember the song stand alive do it to that rhythm until someone gets there or someone can relieve you so um that's one thing i wanted to put out there you can always go and get yourself cpr certified uh, but the other thing i want to know, i want you to take from this is you got to learn what the symptoms are because oftentimes people do not know that they're having a heart attack and if you can recognize it for them, you can help them, you know, uh, I think Charity told me that many people tend to drive themselves. She learned that many people tend to drive themselves to the ER because nobody wants to ride in an am- call the ambulance for heartburn because they think they're having heartburn. But in reality, it's an actual attack. So learn the symptoms. And, and a, a few of them are nausea and vomiting. People aren't really familiar with that. They're used to the the theatrical, grabbing the chest, going, oh, you know, it's the big one. Um, nausea and vomiting, numbness in your left arm, crushing pain in your chest or your back, um, and dizziness. If you've got any combination okay. of those, it's probably a heart attack, and it's probably best to call 911, um, even if you have to do it yourself. That's okay. At least 911 is called. Someone can come on the way. Um and uh like i said it, we just kind of ran through that really quickly but that's yeah, important well, for you to hear so
3: right? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. but now our show is ending so um i'll leave it to you specter
3: <laughs> oh man so i've got to loop back to one thing that charity just said in the chat room which is nothing is better than a hug from a homeless brother or sister and You know, I couldn't agree more. Last week, we were out doing a homeless outreach in New York, and we had a bunch of new volunteers, a ton of stuff to give out, and we came to um, Penn Station in in Midtown, um, and there was an elderly lady, um, homeless, in a wheelchair inside Penn Station, and we gave her a coat and a blanket and some food, and she gave me the biggest bear hug, and... um, there was actually a, a, a filmmaker there who was filming us doing this who uh, who got it all on film, a grad student from NYU, and I can't wait to get that video back, not because Aww. I'm a narcissist and want to watch myself on film, but just because I, I'd love to have that memory of that hug from that homeless lady to, you know, to get me through any bad days.
1: See, now that, that's, that's a great positive reinforcement right there when you need it.
3: So maybe we'll uh, you know if that warms your heart, then maybe we've done our job tonight. So uh, I guess we need to say thank you so much to Charity for coming on. Thank you, Vector, for dialing in. To as ever on the soundboard. To my lovely co-host Rick Rock, and uh, I'll even give myself a little thanks for doing this as well. Yep. So <laughs> it's, uh, thank it's you. been a pleasure as always, and we'll uh, we'll be back, I guess, next week for our Valentine's Day show. Then, seeing as we just decided. So you can't by the way I, you can't. oh. oh.
1: The song to Whoa. remember. <laughs> the song to remember, and it always shuts us off. But yes, next week we'll uh, we'll throw something out there and uh, see if you've got a if you've got a date night from hell or a Valentine's Day tip or happy thought that you want to share. That would be the show to share it on. On which to share it, whatever. Quick, <laughs> can, I in,
0: can I drop a name? Uh, check out Sean Croxton on Underground Wellness, iTunes. You can learn everything. Underground. I learn. Learn. Sean Crockett.
1: There you go. We love that guy.
3: So,
1: thanks, everybody. Thanks,
3: guys. Cool. Good night, guys. Good night.
1: Good night. Love you. Bye.
3: Bye.